That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome. I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the minute, a podcast rewatching Batman v Superman one minute at a time. We have been forced to stop at the end of minute 132. We arrived at minute 133. We are going back into Bruce Wayne's massive traumatic resurgence of Martha's death. Spear poised over Superman. Superman has just said you need to find him and save Martha. And Bruce is in it. And we are going to finally answer the question, why did he say that name? Minute 133, we're going to have a lot to talk about with everything that happens in this minute and the way it is remembered and spoken about by pop culture. So strap in. Here we go. Why did you say that name? Martha, why did you say that name? Please, stop! Why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. It's his mother's name. Going way back to the the first minutes of the podcast when we addressed these minutes, this is a condensed... Look at the two shots that it shows here. We've got the pearls shattering, and then we have Martha falling pearls falling. Remember that whole opening sequence we were about? Look at all the objects. They had sparks, they had snowflakes, they had leaves, or I don't know if there's snow, but I mean, they had all these different just visual things in frame going down. So here we have the pearls break, but then, yes, we have Martha falling, the pearls falling, and then we cut to Bruce, Bruce falling. falling. And that was, that was not a, com- that, that was, that was not directly intercut with that before, right? That's a part... Mm-hmm. Thomas Wayne saying Martha, the pearls, all of that was right next to each other. But the f- the edit of Bruce falling being compiled directly against that, obviously putting the, the, the motion together in the edit. So you have all these downward motions in the edit, but also obviously the, you know, what falls is fallen. And, you know, it's not, not a coincidence that that's kind of the culmination of let's just put all of these <laughs> right here. Yeah, and there's almost a, um, like, it, it isn't, it obviously isn't in the movie, but I feel like when we get these, you know, shots outside to Lois, that, that there almost could be, like, diegetic music, like, you would hear this blasting just from the bats yeah. <laughs> as she got closer. But there, but there is a, the decision to show Bruce not enraged, but he is... Confused? If, you know, Bruce Wayne didn't go to therapy, but in those first like 15 seconds as mean, he's living all of this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. This is his therapy. This would be the experience that he was having. And then when he says that, why did you say that name? I think it's before. It was confusion before here this time, at, you know, and it's paired right with the death of Martha. It is just rage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the way that a kid would scream like about you know what what happened to their mom or or that kind of thing. Right. The composed Bruce that said my parents taught me a different lesson is completely gone. And to the point that we get shots of Superman looking up at him and he's well I mean Clark doesn't really know what to make of this guy now either. I don't think Clark planned on getting this sort of reaction from saying that name, but you know we get more pained expressions. Uh Superman is certainly on the way out. It it looks like he's on the way out. These words did not save him, right? These words are, if anything, Bruce seems like he's equally as close to stabbing him <laughs> as he ever has been. Right. And, well, it's like the only thing, 
he is he is even more rage fueled than he was it was almost he was almost too cold before and set on it and the only thing stopping this rage from driving him through to to finish the deed is maybe curiosity is like the wrong like he needs to know what he's talking about like what like literally why did you say that name like it's not just like you know it's it's he has to know like what what would make anybody say that name right now <laughs> yeah and made like more meaningful by everything bruce did not need to know mm-hmm. prior to this um i think that's the thing that really highlights why we're not used to seeing him like this is he would have made up an excuse or rationalized it so do you have anything to say more about this break before we get the other shoe falling or the other pearl falling it's it's hard to know exactly where to split it up because the the visual parallel happens at the end or actually at the beginning of the next minute but to continue this the the Lancelot and Arthur fight from Excalibur the the big culmination there right when Arthur is like on his back and he calls on Excalibur's power and it glows green and he and he he cleaves through Lancelot and knocks him back just like how Superman is laying here and it breaks Excalibur that moment is also in that movie the moment where Arthur is like wait what what just happened yeah this was my whole mission this was my reason yeah to be. and he and he says my quest he says Merlin what have I done and that's where Merlin says you have broken. you have broken what could not be broken hope is broken the parallel here obviously is you know the the symbol of hope or an ideal of hope right right there it is broken it is about to be broken and arthur arthur's response to merlin there is my pride broke my it. pride broke it my rage broke it the next thing he does happens in the next minute so i'll save that <laughs> but perfectly paired with that can i tell you what i realized in close inspection yeah. of this that almost broke me this is insane music of both the music and voice in The Beautiful Lie, as the song mm-hmm. is titled. This is the music that obviously accompanied this scene the first time around in the opening of the movie, marked very clearly by the woman's voice, the denouement following the death of Martha Wayne, the hand dropping and the pearl following out. There is the vocal progression. Everybody knows it. I'll just I'll put it in here how it normally plays the very final notes of the song before going into the strained strings that are the, you know, the notes that everybody knows. But as her voice is sort of this choral performance that the music sort of follows behind, normally it concludes with... And then that's the last note that fades out. This time around, Lois enters, telling him to stop, and he obviously asks her, Martha, why did he say that name? And Lois desperately (laughs) pleads with Batman, that's his mother's name. And that is when that chord progression comes to its conclusion, with the last note missing. Literally, his resolve based around this nightmare dream that he has been reliving his entire life (laughs) with a voice that one would take as Martha's in her last breath. The, The entire musical element 
of that is now unresolved, which which removes the all resolution, which removes the fine point that he put onto it, and to what you're saying, that perfectly constructed and repeated lie that he's been telling himself just had a question mark put at the end of it. Wow. Or something even more tangible, dissolved. Yeah. Well, and that, as you're going through that too, it brings me back to, was it on the rooftop with with Clark when you're saying, who's... Who is whose voice is that? Who who is calling to yeah. him? And th- and that's kind of a through the, yeah. line here of which which a listener brought up is literally a callback of his mother's song from Man of Steel when she's dying. Yeah, layering them to well, the, and I believe what voice. I said at the time too, which <laughs> we were just talking about where to. Put, uh, I'm going to bring this up as, as often as possible, but I uh, you know we have you have a similar a similar song being being sung or a similar vocalization during the nightmare f- vision in justice league when low when superman is holding lois's body and then i i would posit that if they made the uh justice league two and three where dark side goes to attack lois and then and then bruce stops it from happening which is what was supposed to happen i i imagine that thread would be continued through to there if this uh, if this trend is is you know connecting all the the mothers the Marthas the mothers and Marthas yeah. yeah I just have to do a hat tip to Tom Holkenborg well and Snyder obviously for finding a way to make I I would never have thought how much meaning could be communicated in a missing note. Because there is that feeling after she says it's it's his mother's name, and you would assume that oh the music just drops off for effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but to even go one step further and say that just amplifies how that illusion of Bruce has just been obliterated, and I mean that completely reflects what happens. It, it's it's a great there. There's so many. It's firing on all cylinders here, also because we've been tracking throughout the past couple minutes that garbled bat voice trying to keep up and it is entirely separated from him now he's yelling why did you say that name and then like pause one two garble 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 like echoed broken yeah and so we were talking about the idea of him like breaking out of this persona and it is clear that the 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 vocalization of the bat suit and bruce's vocalization are are now entirely separated but it's still it's still there behind yeah, what delayed. Now is the form and the philosophy, right? Are, are totally broken. Yeah. And, uh, and so then all of that going to, you got, yeah. So the music, the, the acting sound design, all, all kind of leads into, into this. What is it? A, it's not a really a pregnant pause. What is it? It's the dog that doesn't bark. <laughs> it's the, yeah, it takes me back to the, the silence after the building falls. Yeah. Right. It just and again, Lois uh, entering into the frame and obviously putting herself in harm's way and having that full doe-eyed look up right in in the face of that light. She could not look more out of this what last fifteen minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. There's even a note of of you know Cavill looking like suddenly way more alert that Lois has now put herself in harm's right. way. Um, Which and then this is mirrored in uh, in Zack Snyder's Justice League when. When uh, she gets in front of Bruce, that Lois Lane is integral. Yeah. She is. She, she's a she's crucial the element. the fulcrum or the <laughs> yeah. um, the the some the, the secret, secret the yeah perfect yeah yeah. And then 
I think what we had talked before when we said uh, the public reception or legacy, I guess, of this moment being uh, Martha, you're Lenny Kilmar, that's his mother's name, and it ends. We get a full, I think, 21, 22 seconds of Bruce just staggering back, yeah. confused, silence. And, and, and like, that would be a big chunk of time in any movie, but in this movie, like when we're talking about the actions that have been building up and the momentum that has been building up to this, to all of a sudden, oh no, now we're going to pop that balloon of Bruce and you are going to watch, you know, an unbroken 20 seconds of him on screen trying to, I guess that's the, what is he doing here? I think that once my reading of it is obviously the sound reflects, like the fully reflects that he's coming out of that haze. And is, I think if you want to look at the whole, like, you know, the mind of Bruce Wayne and the mind of of Batman in terms of a, a fan perspective here, piecing together what has brought him Well, here. recontextualizing the entire thing up to this point. And I think that he has that's why so much of the perspective on this really hinges on people g- truly understanding or getting in Bruce's head up to this point. Because I think you kind of had a split a split reaction to him. You had some people who were like, to, I guess the gen, to generously say like pro Batman that, you know, they went in on, you know, I'm team, I'm yeah. team Batman. And sure. He beats up criminals more than he needs to sometime, but it, they, it, it's necessary. And, and, you know, kind of justifying all of the things he's doing. Cause that's very typical of Batman. Right. And that's kind of some of the comics even ask you to do that more than others. Right. Where you're, you're kind of, Batman makes questionable decisions, but that's that's just what the character does. And then you had people who were like, no, Batman never breaks these rules. This is horrifying. And both of them are not quite like they're they're the two sides of the track. They kind of need to meet in the middle there and realize like, oh, no, yes, this is against Batman. But no, I'm not like I'm supposed like this. That's what it's supposed to be. And so when you get to this point, this is the moment of it all unraveling and being like, oh, this this is him processing all of this, not just trauma, but like reprocessing, yeah, reprocessing right? with, like, with new yeah. information and in a way that, uh, you know, totally changes the perspective on everything he's done up, up to this point, possibly also realizing, you know, he's the detective realizing that like the, the white Portuguese and all of that was a, was a, was a plant. He's not just realizing Superman's humanity. He's seeing how he was led to this point. There's a this it's a it's a heavy reveal for him, like more so even than the audience, because we were you know we had a a, a ethereal eye on this that he didn't have. Yeah, I also think that like I'll I'll hold off a second just from going into the reception and just say like I don't think it can be overstated how significant this fictional moment is to, to degrees that people are just unwilling to engage with. Yeah, to say. Oh, and all of a sudden he just stops. Yeah. Is, well, it's is a mischaracterization like, okay. of what even happens. Cause like you said, it's, it's a, it's 20 seconds of him stumbling around and, and reeling literally from the. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it, I mean, or even saying something like, because it's his mother's name, he would stop. Well, it's not just his mother's name. It's, and it's not just the name that has been echoing in this trauma. That he's lived with his entire life, as if someone would have said, you know, you ever dance with the devil? It, it's it's his deceased mother's name 
I can like the idea that somebody couldn't buy that if you were opposed to somebody that you saw as completely unlike you to the point that you dehumanized them Mm -hmm. and then they said your kid's name and you would pause and you would say, why, why, what, why are you saying that? Why did you say that Mm -hmm. name? If somebody said that's his kid's name. Yeah. I mean, it would be a full stop. This in an instant forces me to completely rethink my entire perception of this person. And that's like a regular person in the world. Uh, You know, and we talk about the hate and xenophobia and everything that is just part of this film. You know, it's no coincidence that the the Cheney doctrine, right? I mean, is, is a part of this is this is not a person. This is not my fellow man here that I'm dealing with. I'm going to make this make sense, which is you are not of this world. You have no place here. There's nothing a part of you that was even a man yeah. ever. And then for them to say, no, his his mother had the same name as yours. Uh, uh, just the idea that somebody would say... Oh, I don't buy that that would cause him to re-examine his his perspective or his actions. Then come on. Well, I mean, in any movie that would be justified. Yeah, and I and, and we're dancing around like we're going to talk about, specifically about the reaction in a second. But I think it's not a coincidence. A lot of the people who would characterize this that way as saying like, "Oh, he it's their moms have the same name," and so he just snapped out of it or whatever. It's not a coincidence that the people who reject that notion would also say Zack Snyder doesn't get Batman. Considering what just happened here is Bat, and, and it's the same people also that would, like, I, I would say that the, the same person would hold these three criticisms of this moment doesn't work because of because it doesn't make sense, or it's or it's contrived or whatever. They would also say. We don't need to see the Wayne death again, right? That like we we hear all and ba- Zack Snyder doesn't get Batman. Those things are all tied together here. Like the Wayne death and the. Do you be- think you have to discount? You have like to all see three? the you have to see the Wayne death in the beginning, for this to matter. You see the Wayne death again here because it ties it home, and and you're taking Batman, the core event that caused Batman to be Batman, that created that trauma, and unpacking what element it is that he failed to properly process as a child and as an adult that makes him into a borderline fascist crime fighter or who people criticize for being too fascist and and create a situation where people say that's not batman and you say yes exactly (laughs) like all like all this this is where it all comes together so the fact that you take all those criticisms and then you say and here's the bow that ties it all up and people say no is like well no but that's that's it like that is that is yeah. that is the thing right there. <laughs> There's no way you can discount a part of this if it's all leading in the same direction. It's like saying that you know first two parts of a book are meaningless. It reminds me of like when you make like a when you're having dinner with someone you have a, a recipe or whatever and you're like oh you got to have with with a sauce they're like oh I don't like the sauce and then they're like oh this is too dry and you're like well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they post yeah the people that are oh I substituted. Uh, yeah, but uh, it didn't yeah, work out really. Yeah, well. I made it without sweets. eggs, yeah, and exactly. it just it didn't hold together. It's like, well, what? <laughs> I mean, this came out, and I should I wrote an article on this for for Screenit Marvel's new Spider Man. Just skip the origin story, and I said that this movie highlights what a failing that is. Not not of the movie, but of the storytelling, where the storyteller said we we cannot bring meaning out of that. Mm-hmm. 
So that we, we gain nothing by showing that or telling that part of the story. When you have a character like Spider-Man that I would say as, you know, equivalent to Batman, that moment is so strongly informing everything that they do that if you choose that part of the story isn't crucial to show, then that's going to have massive implications on the, you know, characterization that you have, which is fine. But I think it, it highlighted how, oh, that's why... The decision of one threw into sharper relief what Snyder and this movie was actually doing with mm -hmm. that scene. The work that had actually been done in terms of storytelling. I think that anything that happens in a movie that, that it just gets repeated to no end, that's just part of what pop culture does with movies and like touchstone moments and things that become so iconic. You complete me. Mm -hmm. You know, you had me at hello. Those are just removed from the work because they were so pervasive. The undiplomatic part of me says that I think a lot of that was fueled by butthurt, self-labeling superfans who up until this moment had not thought about the fact that they had the same name for their mothers. Yeah. So I cannot acknowledge that there is meaning there without giving props to the creators for getting even me off guard with that. So I need to go and say, oh, well, oh, I knew that. I mean, yeah. everybody knows that Martha's are, everybody knows that. I could not, I could honestly say, I do not believe that until this movie was in theaters, I had ever had the conscious thought that Bruce and Clark have the exact same name for their mothers. I, I genuinely do not think I had had that. I knew that it was Ma Thomas and Martha Wayne. I knew that it was, you know, Martha and Jonathan Kent. I probably would have had that thought separately in my life. For me, probably for a lot of people, I always grew up knowing it was Ma Kent. Um, I never thought about her first name that often. And Man of Steel brought that to the forefront. We hadn't had a Batman for a while um, that really dealt with Martha being a character. So in that moment, I think my reaction was probably the same as yours, save Martha. And I thought, oh my God, their mothers are both named Martha. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I agree with you also to it. Like, I'm always nervous to dis, to, to dismiss any criticism as uh butthurt. Yeah. Um, not cause I don't think it's justified, but just, just, I, I don't, I, I like to steal man arguments before I take them down. Um, but, uh, I think, I, I do think there's a lot of validity that though, I, the argument against it would be that, you know, that I, there's a lot of people that say, oh, I've noticed that before, but it's you can't tell that, me. Yeah. yeah, you can't tell me that like everybody knew that if it's not something that had been thematically highlighted before. Right. It wouldn't be as famous as it was if it had been that well. Yeah, known. If everybody knew it, then it wouldn't. Yeah. it. And I'm not saying that the, the thought had never occurred to people, but like it's a potent accident. And you know, it's an accident because nobody ever made a point <laughs> Out yeah. of out of them being the same, it's not like, and and this is the kind of the nature of comics where like it's not like Bob Kane and Bill Finger and Schuster and like all the people that have, Siegel, all, it's yeah. not like they planted that years ago and waited for this moment to reveal it. Like no, that the 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 crazy thing about this medium is that like hundreds of people have creatively dealt with these characters over the years to develop their storylines to the point where they are like the two di like diametrically like most, not maybe not diametrically opposed, but like they're the two sides of the coin when it comes to, to comics as the figureheads of, you know, DC comics, you have, you have, you have Batman, you have Superman and mixing and matching their, 
them as 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 rivals or as teammates is is such a a, a common thing throughout the years and 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 their personas are directly contrasting and yet nobody along the way was ever like hey hey you know what's weird, weird? <laughs> yeah that would be really um that would be really interesting if the name of Bruce's mother had like some sort of emotional resonance with him like if you were to hear yeah. it and anyone to say like oh i knew that but also don't care no 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 because that's one of those things that's like would have been everyone's favorite piece of of trivia right like like so so yeah i don't know not to say i'm sure it occurred to people but the the fact that he will brush it off as like this obvious known thing is is very retroactive i can't give props can't give any credit to this the more invested in the source material you are the more defensive you would be likely to be yeah by someone pulling a fast one on you in or a perceived fast one mm-hmm. the main reason i say that is because coming out of this movie, the number one reaction I had from close friends of mine and people that I worked with who saw it was that never occurred to me. Mm-hmm. And that was even if people who didn't like the movie or or whatever, were not huge fans of it. I How did I not realize? Well, because that was the most shocking thing about it was because it's, like I said, it's not it's not a deep pull. It's not a, no. <laughs> it's not a plant payoff over a hundred years of comics. It's not a, it's just been there. Just, yeah. th- just, just waiting for someone to say, "Hey, you know." <laughs> well, and that's, I mean, credit to you know the movie, and we spoke about it at the time, giving Martha that role. We talked about how she lunges at the gunman, right? Yeah, making her at least an equal part of the story, if not much more important. Versus, you know, by comparison, Batman Begins, where she's technically there. Yeah, but it's very much a father and son story. This is very much a mother and son story Mm -hmm. as much as it is anything else. So there's a million reasons, right? I mean, Martha Wayne is significant or was significant to this point because she was Bruce Wayne's mother who died. Mm -hmm. You know, there are, there would be alternate stories or whatever that, that can expand on behind the scenes. But if you're making the bullet point origin story, her significance ends long before Martha Kent begins hers as Superman's mom, right? Like there's no overlap whatsoever. And it's the last like he, obviously, you know, he watched her die, but it's the last word that he heard his father yeah. say to make it the decision. I mean, and I, I, you know what? Honestly, there is probably a little bit of for me. It's incredibly satisfying that they kept repeating that throughout the first half of the movie or first two thirds of the movie, and it still never occurred to me in the theater. Oh, that's Mar. That's yeah. Oh, he's hearing Martha. Well, and even to the point where when he visits her grave, the flowers block Thomas's name. <laughs> and it zooms in on her name on the grave. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To, and then to have the, the, the payoff be completely justified within the story that Superman knowing nothing else would say you're letting him kill Martha. Yeah. Well, it, it reminds me of like the kind of Nolan syndrome where like, especially after Inception, there's this whole kind of film bro thing of oh, well, it's not actually that smart. I figured it out. It's like, it's not a good job. Like, that doesn't, this is not an IQ test. It's like, I don't care if you did or didn't. That doesn't, sorry, you were bored, I guess. I don't know. Like, and so, and so there's this thing where, where when anyone has anything remotely close to a twist, it's, oh, well, I saw that coming or, oh, well, that was obvious or that was, it was contrived or whatever. And it's like, can you just appreciate like, 
the store like the story relevance instead of the surprise factor or whatever it is you're trying to rate this on yeah exactly i mean and that's the thing right is this movie even more than those you could make the argument that the form of the film at this point does treat it as sort of um not a twist but like a a bombshell mm-hmm. you know that it, that is dropped but it, i think the way that it is delivered is the name is uttered and then Bruce, who has succeeded in pushing his trauma as far out of frame as possible to stay focused on what he has to do in that moment where he's on the cusp of doing what he knows on some level is wrong, to have all of that trauma come slamming into him again, make his like most vulnerable moment, and then deliver from the other side, not only like your resolution is shaken, but from the other side, Everything you perceive about this person you're against is also completely shaken. Yeah. That the result would be him stopping and just literally taking in 20 plus seconds of nothing, of just, you know, how much would this scene read differently if he just like knelt down or like sat down on a chair and just stayed there sitting for 20 <laughs> seconds? Yeah. Would we buy it more, you know, that he was like really thinking through? Yeah. Or, or to give it, you know, he's, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't give exposition about what he's thinking or feeling or process it vocally, but going with the, uh, the Excalibur parallel, which it really much goes with that. What, what Arthur says after, uh, after the, the sword is broken, which, you know, that movie is, is a little bit more heavy handed when it comes to the dialogue, you know, Arthur actually recites what he's going through in the moment. He says, this excellent knight who fought with fairness and grace was meant to win. I used Excalibur to change that verdict. I've lost, for all time, the ancient sword of my fathers, whose power was meant to unite all men, not to serve the vanity of a single man. I am nothing. I am nothing. It literally says the sword of my fathers. Diamond absolutes, what falls is fallen. Like, literally the movie they were watching when they got shot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like this is this hitting right in in my dream the the bat this thing took me to the light a beautiful lie this is him i read this as him staggering back and saying i am in darkness mm-hmm. i have gone so deep into the darkness i've been ignoring everything that i feel everything that alfred has talked to me about i made the argument to him that i don't need to know the 99% Right. If 1% would force me to act in this way, then I have to do it. And then that 99% just reared up and said his mother's name. Yeah, well, and now he's saying you're letting him kill Martha. So meaning um, it's going to happen again. The yeah. thing that I am traumatized over because of my actions, a Martha is about to to die. Like that, yeah, there's yeah. so, and I, I think that, there's there's a bad faith, a lot of different kind of bad faith readings of the scene that simplify it and ignore ignore things. You know, they say, oh, now they're magically best friends. They're like, well, no, not. I don't see that here. Bruce it's, is lost. Yeah. Yeah. There's no magically anything about what's going on now. But I think that you you there's a, a sort of a reciprocal feedback also where there's a lot of bad faith readings. And then as a result, there's a lot of defenses constructed against those readings that are bad defenses because they're yeah. defending a bad faith reading that just needs to be dismissed outright. 
And so that's why you yeah. get like, well, why did he say Martha instead of my mother? You know, wouldn't it make more sense for him to say my mom? You're letting him kill my mom. And Bruce could have still reacted to that. And then, and that's where you get the defense. Like, well, you hear him. He says his voice cracks. It sounds like maybe he's about to say Martha Kent. It would make sense if he said Martha Kent. And like, that's a, it's like, no, no, no. Like that. That's not help. Like if you're trying to defend this scene, don't say, I think Clark was about to say Martha Kent. Like that's not. It's the only thing that would make sense. It would never make sense for a son to use his mother's first name. Yeah, exactly. It's when, when informing, yeah. Talking about her. It's like, Oh, you're yeah. telling me, you're telling me that it's unrealistic for Superman to say you're letting him kill Martha. So the guy in the blue and red suit, from another planet laying there as the operatic music is going and the glowing green spear from the guy in the bat armor and you're ups- <laughs> and and the op- it's, it's literally as operatic as this movie gets and you're like it's like watching an opera and being like you know I don't think they really would have sung this part this doesn't <laughs> but i mean and then rolled into that is is lois the injection of lois into that scene changing the the feeling of it entirely she she comes in like a normal person in this grand opera between this you know angel and demon and saying it's his mother right oh, oh wait this guy has a mom mm-hmm. and we talked about that in the in the last minute would bruce have thought this guy came to earth as a baby was adopted grew up and lived a normal human american life and then, uh, you know, discovered his powers and decided to start using them in his adulthood. Well, no, because if he had thought that, he would have found out who he was, right? He like, like I don't Lois did, I don't right? See. Lois figured it out because she was willing to see his humanity from the beginning. Which you know, in Man of Steel, like that's that's literally the like the the flip side of this. And so the whole point, people people complain, oh, world's greatest detective. You know, couldn't figure it out. It's like, yeah, because he didn't see it. <laughs> he's he's also been face to face with Clark Kent, the reporter. Yeah, one could just assume he knows Clark is Superman, mm-hmm. but he didn't even. Bo- I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Well, literally, Alfred tries to tell Alfred he he is not our enemy, right? Like that. Yeah. Like it is not like he's not been confronted with this. He is actively denying the realities up to this point, at least, that would force him to process this. Ignorance is not the same as innocent. Mm-hmm. Well, and to your point, it is very funny to me that in the cultural, let's say, online discourse around this, in that all it takes is this moment for Bruce to realize, oh my God, this is not at all the person that I am. I have let my anger, my grief, my powerlessness, the fever and the rage make me cruel. And all of the people who were saying this isn't Batman, you would right, you would think that would be the moment that they would say finally. Well, and that's where that's why the the reaction from from Brett Culp was so appreciated and emotional because he's one of those he was watching it up to this point saying like this is not my Batman, I don't like this, this is hurting me to see what this character is doing, and then he was someone who was actually open to the storytelling here where then this happens and he goes oh. Oh, that was right. the point. <laughs> yeah. Which, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Brett Culp's Batman v Superman reaction on YouTube. If um, I can't believe you're listening to this podcast if you haven't seen that. Yeah, but, truly. Yeah. Heart- heartfelt endorsement, <laughs> friend of the show, Brett yeah. Culp. Their mothers have the same names. It couldn't have been the more pronounced. It would only make me sad that somebody could not see the significance and the meaning in that. Or or see it and be so cynical as to say, well, that was the obvious plot point. I could have figured that yeah, out ahead of time. Yeah, and not as like a, a really 
well-chosen and weighty means of bridging these two characters who really have nothing in common, right? Here's the crazy thing about these same fans, though, that make a big deal out of this is if somebody had, (laughs) I don't know what the right way to like say this, that doesn't sound totally, if someone from like a, a other context from this particular movie had had a fan theory about something along these lines happening, you could even say the straight up we're best friends now version of the scene that people ridicule us as being somebody could like have put fanfic of that on Twitter prior to this movie existing and not attached to Zack Snyder's name. And people would have been like, Oh, that's so awesome. And then when it happened in the movie, the theater would have squealed at how happy they were that, you know, that it would have been like the John Krasinski showing up as Reed Richards level of like fan. Like that's, like that's what it is. So 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 even even if it were that obvious, which I don't I don't buy that it was that obvious to anybody, that making that disqualifying it as a valid moment is such a bad faith argument because people would have squeed over this in in other the the premise that stops people from accepting this is that they is a cynicism that this couldn't this can't be smart. This can't be this is not more intelligent than I will let it be. And, and so, yeah, totally. And so they require it to be something dumber, you know, fast for evidence of that fast forward a little bit to Captain America civil war and the entire crux of Iron Man and Captain America turning against each other and fighting to the near death is my mom, Mm -hmm. not to relitigate that people won't have to look far to find my feelings on that, but mainly to say there was no discussion. over Mm -hmm. It It just wasn't, it was just taken in stride with the rest of the story. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you needed these guys to fight. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, them fighting is more relevant than like the believability of the emotional note that gets played. I think the best reaction and the one that was intended from Zack Snyder was like my mom in the theater when he said, it's not built up to be a grand moment. You know, there's still 30 minutes left in the movie or whatever yeah. it is, right? So it is, what is it going to be that makes these guys open their eyes um, and start seeing each other as human? The, the the grand scheme of everything we've talked about these movies, right down to like the opening scene of Man of Steel to the opening scene of this movie mm-hmm. is these guys have a lot of unresolved issues with their parents. Yeah. And we chose mothers for this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it, I treat it as testament It's never a failure if you cannot stop talking about it. Zack Snyder, as much as any filmmaker in history, the movie starts when you leave the theater, right? And you you start thinking about it. This storytelling, certain filmmakers really aspire to and were shaped by. And Snyder is definitely one of them, right? Where it's, ask these questions, think about this stuff. And the online discourse, bad faith as it may be, and tongue-in-cheek and snarky as it may be to something that got one up on it, Mm -hmm. got a step ahead. The fact that people made this a moment that was, we're going to make this moment famous without understanding it, is almost like a a pushing away or a rejection of the meaning that it has. But in that same time, you know, Zack Snyder would probably be the person to say, like, no other moment in a movie that I ever make will be as famous as that. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, too, because even there's a lot of fans that get, like, mad about, you know, Martha jokes and stuff like that. But I think, speaking of, like, Zack's reaction to it, that I wouldn't have it any other way, right? Like, what this moment is because of the bad faith reactions is so defining for what this movie is. And I wish, you know, it would be nice to live in a world where, like, people 
appreciate it and, and could and could discuss this in a way that's actually like edifying and interesting and brings brings to light interesting conversations about the nature of these characters and the movies and the story and etc but also everyone just planting their flag in the ground about you know like you said making this scene such a such a thing it, it is what made this movie such a monolithic event in like film history right that doesn't happen yeah that that doesn't happen. Like people will say, people will say, oh, it's it's the bad reactions are it's it's bad because of the bad reactions. Like, but there's plenty of bad movies that didn't, you know, the like Josh Trank's Fantastic Four is 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 dragged all the time for you know whatever stuff when it when it comes up. But it's not a it's not a a, a go to punching bag. It didn't resonate in the zeitgeist. Yeah, it's easy for me to forget because I want to. Yeah, and and this even is if like, you're mad you about something that it did, this. yeah, it doesn't. There's no, it doesn't plant its flag anywhere. And that's, and that's what this accomplished. And I feel like a lot of the reaction is, is, is almost in reaction to that as well. It's an acknowledgement of how much of a moment this is. And so, so I will, I will, I'm, I'm glad for people to make, you know, Martha jokes and why did you say that name? And I'll make them myself and whatever. Cause it's not, it's not belittling in the movie. It's saying like, look at the power of this moment that, that this film created that is going to be a, you know, a meme or a or parodied or whatever for, for, for generations of, you know, it's going to be a fixture in film history. And it doesn't really matter if people love the movie now or not, they're not going to forget it. And that is the defining characteristic of good art. There you go. An added little, if someone makes a joke and says, Oh, Martha. And someone says like, so what is the joke? It's like, well, <laughs> to explain that I would need to kind of really sell the emotional arc and character journey of Bruce mm-hmm. from the opening scene of the movie and explain why it builds to this. And very quickly, that person who was naive would realize this little joke is like a big thing that I would need to see the movie to understand. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So everybody saw this movie then yeah. for this to even be a joke is like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, I think I used the term poisoned, poisoned the well, the online discourse poisoned the well so intensely conversation around this movie that I know this was one point that we wanted to talk more about when we set out. Yeah, exactly. On this podcast. Well, like we, and you know, always say we'd, uh, this not to, not to relitigate and, and this is probably one of the only few times we'll do this at all Definitely. in the entire movie where we even care about what people it's say the or what moment. their reaction was. But it's impossible to separate the Martha moment from the reaction to the Martha moment in in doing any sort of commentary or meta commentary on this movie. So, so yeah. So we'll we'll dunk on the haters a little bit here, but otherwise try to keep it more to uh, just straight up art examination. Yeah, dunking on the haters. Th- this more than anything, the term "living rent free." Yeah, <laughs> the biggest win. There's a whole lot more of the movie coming after this, but we are leaving it with this is this this is the uh, the meme that best represents this moment for Bruce is the uh, Affleck smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yep. Like it just yeah when you when you finally think you found what you're supposed to do with your entire life. Yeah. 20, 20 seconds of staggered, confused silence and introspection that is. Do you do you get that tangible with it? Do you think this is him retracing the movie? Yeah, I think well cuz well, I think that I should best save my full answer for that to the beginning of the okay. next minute. But I think what what's about to happen reveals 
his next expression of emotion is indicative of, of him realizing what just happened. Okay. On that note, we will bring minute 133, the other Martha minute, <laughs> to a close. Well, it's like Boxing Day, right? Christmas is finally over. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy because you feel like this is past. And you're like, well, it's all. It's like then you look forward at what what is still to come. <laughs> oh, right. And you're like, Doomsday oh, wow, we've got and Wonder Woman. Well, we're not even. Yeah. You know, we got we got multiple set pieces to cover oh, still. My so Lord. <laughs> we will waste no time and thank everybody for listening. Please share with us your thoughts on Twitter at BVS by the minute. You can find uh, everything that we're doing at SnyderMinute.com. Support us on Patreon. Yeah, stay tuned for now just this easy slide down into the final minutes of Batman v Superman. Do you want to just say it one last time? Sure. Why, Why did, did you, you say, say that, that name? name? <laughs> Normally, it concludes with ah, 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 ah.